Hello and welcome to Tradie Business School, the podcast where you will get real conversations and practical tips about how to run your tradie business more effectively and far more enjoyably. I am joined today by Michael McNish and Barry Magladiti. Welcome, guys. We're going to talk today. Someone must have sent the blue memo out. They did. There was no previous conversation. We've all walked up wearing blue. It's interesting talking about blue because blue is the colour of a system, systemization, the colour of all sorts of steps and systems, and that's what we're going to be talking about today. It's the energy of what we're talking about. We are going to be talking oh, about today. You brought that back to a serious topic so well, Miranda. I know, like, right? We're, we're having some way. fun talking about our favourite colour, and then you're, like, talking about systems. It's I know. Right. Stick with me here, listeners. Stick with me. We're going to be talking about the path to freedom. And as I think you can probably already guess, we're going to have a bit of fun along the way. We've got Barry's amazing book, Path to Freedom, and, uh, you know, we talk about it being well, the path to freedom, you know, how to get your business to run without you. I think let's just have a chat about just how did it all start, Barry? And your name's on the cover of the book. You had a bit to do with writing it. Tell us about. Yeah, uh, cover's also blue as well. Now, look, I started my trades business. I, I went into business when I was 18. I started my trades business and it wasn't because I thought that I was an entrepreneur or had any aspirations to, like, grow a great business, but I went into business because I walked out of my previous employer for treating me like shit. And the funny thing was, is that was a common, a common theme throughout my career of employment. You know, from, from it's, it's, it's natural that apprentices cop a bit of a hard time, but I copped a hell of a hard time and, and physical and emotional abuse. And it kind of continued on into me being a trades. And I left this box after treating me like shit, gave him the, gave him the bird. And it was a few weeks later that I'd said to my mum that I was worried that I wasn't worried. And uh, she said, I'm sure it will work out. And I think it was the next day that I posted an ad to for my, for my, for my trades business, you know, no job too big or small. And that was kind of where business started for me. But I guess where we got to for the path of freedom is that over the years, you know, I ended up creating this multi-million dollar beast, this business that had all these employees and all this business and a great brand reputation. And I was in so much pain. I was hurting every day and I was hurting because the whole business relied upon me, right? I had staff that were asking me questions left, right, and center. All it felt like I was doing was answering questions to other people's problems because I didn't understand how to build a culture. I didn't understand how to build a business. I didn't understand how to create systems or processes or leverage or anything else that I've since learned the very hard way, I must add, to get to where I am now, where I, I now have multiple businesses that do operate without me, that allow me to do whatever the hell I want, whenever I want, work in them, work out of them. It, it doesn't matter because I've learned what I've, I've compiled into the book. And I guess my book, you know, The Path to Freedom, was my attempt at compiling, compiling 18 years worth of failures, worth of, of stress, and also of success into the simplest guide possible. You know, like through the trades business, I was like, I knew systems were the way to freedom. And I read The E-Myth, Revisited, and I read all these different books. But I kept feeling more confused after reading the books than more certain of what I had to do because often these books talk about the why and the what, and they almost sell you on the next step, which is buying their coaching products and services. And although we've got a, a wildly successful coaching business, both within the Game Changers and the Trading Business School, 
I wanted a book to be something that someone could purchase 30 bucks and they could read in their own time, in their own way, and implement the steps and experience freedom without having to hire a coach. Now, sure, I'd love if you want to come work with us, and I believe coaches are vitally important because they point out your blind spots, but I wanted to make things as simple as possible because I complicated things as much as possible through my journey. And as you guys know, like working with the hundreds of clients we have, we often way overcomplicate business, and it doesn't have to be that way. And I guess that was how started. I wanted to write a practical guide that could not teach people how to find the next prospect, but teach people how to build a real business, a business that was profitable, a business that could work without them, that gave them the freedom and choice to do what they wanted. If that was stay on the tools, great. If that was start something else, great. If that was be at home to bring up their kids, great. It doesn't matter, but they have this business that's making a difference, they're generating an income, and it's not sucking and drive the life that they deserve. I love that. It's I see it so often and, and you just talked about the pain and you're in pain every day and that pain is so prevalent. I think now more than anything because there's such a demand for trades businesses at the moment. Uh, demand is just through the roof. It's almost like it's amplifying the struggles and I, I just see and I feel so many trades business owners as well as their partners, their wives, their family struggling at the moment just to keep going and I love that you know what I really took from what you shared is it's really a gift you wanted to give them the how and one thing I've noticed with all the people we've spoken to coached in our programs but also outside the programs is I notice that they'll get the book they love the idea and I don't think they fully realize the power that is within the pages it's the power in the pages of the how and that's the gift that you have so beautifully woven into the book is, yeah, there's a bunch of why this is important and a bunch of what it is to do. There's also how. And if people just followed these steps, it will significantly change their path. Even the struggles today, it might not be freedom today, but it will seriously change your experience today. Mostly with, with books, right? Most people think there's something missing, like it's an incomplete guide to something. Or it's a, a vague topic or just stories about what worked for you and, you know, and then no real guidebook or instructions on how that would apply to me. And I think what's really cool about the book is that you've really laid out, you know, step by step by step. But one of the things that I I think a lot of tradies can possibly relate to is when you're super busy, yes, you, you want freedom, but where are they going to find the time to read this book? You know, how are they going to freaking... You know, <laughs> they're coming home late at night, they've got to catch up, there, and then they've got to read the book, and then they've got to implement it. Do you got any tips on how tradies should actually go about going through the book? Mm -hmm. Yeah, interesting question, Michael. The first thing I'd say is nothing changes if nothing changes. Oh, my God, you took right? the words out of my mouth. <laughs> yeah, it's because we're wearing the same colour shirt. I know. But, but seriously, but seriously. <laughs> Yeah, like I had a, a situation with my my child and he's been battling with a lot of stuff and it's like, oh, like I'm I'm going to reach out and find a, a counsellor or someone to speak to him because he needs someone external from me to speak to him and help him work through what's coming up for him right now. And so I went through the process of starting to find somebody at the same time trying to change the way that we were communicating with him. And it seemed like things got better. And... All of a sudden, without me realizing, I noticed that I'd stopped looking 
for that help because things appeared to be better. There was a bit of an easing in the situation. And so I stopped going down that path and sure enough, a week later, things blew back up again. And I was like, isn't that funny? Isn't that exactly what myself has done so often in the past? And, and I see so many business owners doing it. It's like they, they go through struggling for work during COVID, right, for argument's sake, not getting a lot of work come in. And so then they, then they reach out to try to find a solution for how do I get more business? And then all of a sudden the market changes and picks back up. There's a huge demand for them. There's this appearance of like things have eased off, but they stop looking for the solution because everything seems rosy until it's not. The best time to work in your business was yesterday, right? Or last month or last year. The second best time is right now. And so the first thing I want to kind of call out is right now, like, like are things appearing to be better or okay because things have eased up? And has the actual problem underlying that's been there for a long time been fixed or been masked? Because I think that we always need to spend time working on our business. So, Michael, it's not a matter of us just going, oh, like, like what's the tip? You first need to, to, to program into that, into that reptilian brain of ours that is so freaking stubborn and in many ways so used to doing things the hard way that nothing changes if nothing changes. The best time to market for more business is when you have more business because you have money to invest in it. The best time to focus on growing your business is when you don't have time, right? Because when you have time, you don't necessarily have the money. And so that, that's when you need to go and find more business. So if you're busy right now, if you're overwhelmed right now, now is actually the best time to invest on working on your business. And unless you make it a priority, nothing's going to change until next week, next month, next year when the market shifts. And all of a sudden, you're back in that pain again, that yeah. pain that, that you're so used to. And then you're like, oh, now I should work on my business. Yet if you made the decision right now to start to invest even half an hour a day on reading some pages and starting to implement some of the stuff, next month, next year, right, you will be in a whole different world of reality and experience your business than you've ever been in, in the past. Because you've forced yourself and had the discipline to change something right now, which is only going to affect change in the future. Yeah. But if nothing changes right now, you can't expect anything else to change. Yeah. You're buying into a false hope. Yeah. And I, I can just hear everyone go, yeah, but I just got to do this thing. Yeah, but, um, you know, in my business, this, this thing's a bit different and I've got to do this first. And I get that and I know this I, is important, but, and I can, and I just hear it going on in so many, so many people's minds right now. It's like, you know, and no one is the exception to the rule. This rule applies. We've heard that bullshit excuses before, Miranda. Like, like how many conversations have we heard get fed back from our sales team where someone's reached out to us that we've spoken to six months ago or 12 months ago? that didn't want to join the program because they didn't have the time or they didn't have the money. And then they rang us up six months later, 12 months later, in a worse position going, fuck, I need this now. I know. And there's almost that aspect of me, as much as I really feel for them and feel the compassion and understand where they're at, because that was me once, there's also that aspect of going, holy shit, like where would they have been right now if they hadn't made the decision when it was hard? Yeah, and what you've done in the book is writing a series of logical steps and they follow through as they follow this step, then this step, then this step, then this step, and you'll get the result. It's a proven strategy. It's a recipe like baking a cake. Start from the beginning, go to the end. You will get some form of half-decent cake if you follow the recipe, you know. It's a strategy for success, yet it's the waiting, it's the 
making excuses. It's I don't have time. You will not ever have enough time. The entrepreneurial mind is always looking for the next thing, the business owner, those things. You have to make the time. Yet, you know, it's it's a fascinating one that it's rolled out. It's laid out in the book. The path is there, yet it's the the you've got to pick it up. Um and, and the audiobook's available. Yeah. Listen to it in the car. What just just one question that I'd love to ask you a question too, Michael, is is the like one thing I'd really invite you to think about right now, if you're watching, listen to this, is if nothing changes, nothing changes. Another way to look at that is if you do the same thing that you've always done, you'll get what you've always got. So just really sit and think about it. It seems really simple, but think about for a second. If you look back at your business over the past 12 months, are you happy with what you've achieved? Are you happy with what you've invested? Are you happy with what it's given you, right? And what do you hope for or wish for for yourself in the future? And if what you hope and wish for is something different in the past, and it's very easy to go, oh, yeah, but, but, but I'm working, I'm doing things differently. Are you really? Or is it the same flavor of the same shit, right? Like are you actively taking time to step out and assess the activities you're doing and whether those activities are moving you closer towards your goals or away from your goals? Are you taking time to teach your staff how to do things so they can systemize your business? Are you taking time to review your KPIs and numbers and allowing that to help you to make different decisions around the prospects you take on board or the jobs that you take on board or the amount of margin you put on top? Michael, what do you think it is in us that, that complicates things, that has us doing 50 different things and 48 of them aren't actually moving its forward. Like, what do you think it is with inside of us as human beings, right, that has us kind of almost on that hamster wheel going around and around, mm. believing that things will one day be different? I don't necessarily know if I actually have the answer other than it's the human condition that so many people, myself included, often think that we have to have some complicated regime in order to solve anything. You know, we have to try everything, do everything. It can't be that simple. It's a bit like if you go to the, the, the doctor, we have, a, we have a treatment or something, they go, just use this. And then you go away and you Google all these other ideas and surely, surely it can't be that simple. And you try all these other things and you complicate it and make it worse. I, I, I think it's trust in a way. Like, you know, I don't know whether people necessarily believe that after everything that I've done in my life and everything, it surely can't be that simple. If, if, if there was a pill that you could have and overnight it would give you rock-hard six-pack ads, would that thing sell out or not? Like, like absolutely. There would, there would be a huge amount of people that would buy that because it's instant, in, an instant fix. Mm-hmm. Yet what history has shown us is that pill doesn't yet exist. So if we want that, those abs, if we want that body, there's a requirement of work both consistently in nutrition and also at the gym, your business is no different. Mm. And so what we're saying here is this is not about you doing like lots more, right? It's about doing a little bit different consistently. Mm. The consistency is the key. Coming back to the, the path to freedom itself, how did you know the steps? How did you know that the order and sequence of putting it together? Because I guess when we're looking at approaching improving business i think most people go i need to systemize right and let's start with the systems or i need to get you know position descriptions done and and that's really important because i don't have them 
And if you open the book, you realize the first chapter is vision. And we spoke about that in another episode, but just curious, like how did you put together the order and sequence? Yeah, I, I guess the couple of ways that anything like this come about, there's drinking a bunch of ayahuasca and ascending yourself spiritually to the seventh dimension and speaking to some shaman who gifts you <laughs> with the, the blueprint of growing great businesses and you coming back to and scrubbing it down. But that wasn't the way that this <laughs> happened for me, unfortunately. Uh, for me, the way that this came about was literally making every mistake known to anyone who's ever been in business before at least three times. Right, you asked my mum and dad, and they would always say, "Like Barry, you always learn lessons the hard way." Like I was that kid, and it still hasn't actually changed. And so the way that the book came about, Michael, is honestly through me making. Like I knew for years in my cabinet making business, I needed a system. I knew it. I just didn't do it. Like I, I actually knew that that was a solution to fix all the issues that I had, but I didn't do it. And part of the reason I didn't do it is because I believed I had to be the one doing it. So if you read most systemization books, they actually talk about you as a business owner, like, like do something, create a system for it, pass on your staff. I actually think that that's like so yesterday. I actually think that's the wrong way of doing that because that doesn't build responsibility, accountability, and culture in your organization. And also, I believe the business owner is the worst person to systemize because either A, they make it way too complicated, or B, they make it way too simplistic and miss shit out because they've done that thing the whole time. They forget steps they're actually doing. So the way that I teach in the book, like I basically wrote the book, the dumbass version of me, 15 years ago, right, that knew he needed to systemize but had no idea how to do it and was reading books. It was The book was still too complicated for him, right? That's who I wrote this book for, which is work out all the stuff you're doing that's consuming your time and money that you need to be doing Hire staff, that then prioritizes what to outsource. Hire staff to do that stuff. As you're teaching the staff to do those things, give them one document, which was the one system I wrote, which is the system for writing system. Give them that document and be like, hey, as I teach you, Miranda, how to do this X, Y, Z thing, I want you to write the system for it, right? And when you write the system, I want you to come back and show me the system. We can workshop whether that has all the steps or not. And if it does, we're going to then store that. So that in future, if someone else has to do your role, we can give them the system to do it. I don't need to teach them. You don't need to teach them. This is important. And, and Michael, that was how it started. Right? I wrote one system, system writing systems. I started hiring staff. I started passing things on to them, teaching how to do it. I wrote the systems. I reinvested my time back into things that I loved doing and things that were generating a higher revenue than lower-level tasks like cleaning my house and cooking your food because I, I hated doing that stuff. And all of a sudden, like it didn't happen instantly, but in the next weeks and months, and, and it was months, I started going, man, I've got so much more time. I'm making so much more money. There's, there's something in this. And so over the years, we as an organization continue to refine that to where like, I believe it's a bulletproof process and, and our clients say the same to building a profitable business that can work without you. What do you reckon would be some of the biggest mistakes that you've seen? Like, this book's been around for... No, six months. Really. Three, four months. Three, four months. I know. I'm thinking it's six months, which in my mind must be like double that. I typically am out by at least a whole factor. It's been out for a while and I know so many people have the book and have looked at it. And so now that we sort of cast our minds over the, the people we know and we've observed, what are the biggest mistakes the people are making with the book? And they've got in well, their first heads? of all, 
trying it or getting a, we did a promotion of free copy and not actually reading it. That's the first mistake. Yeah. Right? <laughs> owning it's um, not enough. No, owning it's not enough. It's not a paperweight. The second one is it can be a mistake if you get it and read it front to back, thinking that it's something you need to like get done and finish. Because again, the way the book was designed is you read one chapter and then I've created like a how-to at the end of each chapter. So you read the chapter, you download the how-to, and then you take it to your team and implement it. So some of the mistakes is reading it to cover to cover and not implementing it, sitting it there, not believe, like like other mistake we've heard is like, oh, it all seems too good to be true or too simple. It's like, that's, that's the way it should be, right? Mm-hmm. Simple works. I guess the opposing question to that is like, what have we seen work really well? Teams that have bought it for their staff. And they've gone, you know what, this month we're going to work on chapter one as an organization. And they, they give the homework to the team to go and read it. They come back, have a discussion. And then as, a, as an organization, they implement that together. And again, that's the way that you can get your staff on board from, from the get-go in implementing these steps. So you're not alone. You don't have to do it by yourself. And we've seen clients that implement it super, super quickly that way and get results like within the first month. I've really noticed um, so many people that they turn around, they'll go, oh, that vision, mission and values stuff at the beginning. Yeah, we got a little bit of the way through and then we skipped forward and did a few bits and and then stuff will keep coming up and then they'll come back and they'll go, oh, all goes back to values, doesn't it? Yep, all goes back to vision, doesn't it? So, you know, it's the skipping bit or thinking it's got to be uh, yes, yes. It's got to be perfect. So I've got most of that done. I'm 80% there. So I'm going to leave. If that now, and we're going to keep going now. It's really interesting because then later on a hiring problem will come up. I've written this system um, and people aren't following it. Why are they not doing that? Help me get people to do what I want them to do. And it's like, <laughs> did you do chapters one, two, uh, and three, vision, mission, and values? No, no. Well, I got them nearly done and then we went for it. It's like, yeah. And they go, oh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I can't believe I forgot that one. You're so right. I remember a conversation with someone. They're like, oh. You know, I just skipped straight to hiring because that was my issue with staff. And so I skipped to hiring, but it doesn't work. Your book doesn't work, Barry. I was like, yeah, because you skipped to hiring. Like it clearly states in the intro of the book, don't skip a chapter. This is meant to be read from start to yeah. finish. But in fairness, entrepreneurs break the rules, Barry. Just saying, right? Like are you a rule follower or a rule breaker? <laughs> I, I, I break the rule, but again, like it's taken me like 18 years to write the book to where I felt that I had achieved enough success and that I replicated that process like both in clients' businesses but also mine. Like the last business that we started, I literally had no more to do with an hour a month and it's over a million bucks in less than 12 months. Like that's been my time input from the day dot inception of that business because we, we, we use their profit. Like <laughs> maybe we'd have more ability if I said that some seventh-gen shaman you know, delivered it to me, like maybe, but, but this has literally come out of painstakingly yeah. doing the work and coaching so many clients through that process. Yeah, got it. The, the, I just had this vision of a whole bunch of uh, business owners and this might over sitting around with IKEA flat packs, you know, and, and they open it all out and like throw all the pieces around and instructions got ch- chucked over their shoulder and then it's like, I'm sure I know how to do this and bits all go together and then at the end of it, it's like, I've got some bits left over and this is a bit wonky and I God, I should have known better. I'm a carpenter after all, but um, you know, something like that. And it's <laughs> I've I've done that. Like I don't need the instructions. They get to the very end and realize one piece is back to front. You've got to undo the whole thing. Whole to make thing. Right. Yeah, yeah. But you know, if you get the book, it's okay. You can totally take that approach if you want, right? 
Yeah, you can. And it, you, you'll get some benefit, but yeah. not, again, you know, success leaves clues, guys. If I want to understand how to generate more wealth, I'm not going to go and ask a homeless person how to generate more wealth, right? I'm going to go to somebody who has got proven experience and can teach me and probably a few people that have got it to get different perspectives on that, yeah. right? It's the, way, it's the way I've done things, not always, but definitely for the last 10 years. It's like, okay, what do I want to learn? Where are my gaps? Who do I know that I admire in that position or that's achieved that result? Because there's some success there and there's some there's some path that they've trodden time and time again. It's not, not by chance. To wrap up this, who is this book for? Well, I, I guess anybody, any trades, any contracts. I wrote it for all businesses, but but, but it's exceptionally helpful for trades and businesses, uh, trades and contractors. I guess any trade and contractor who is dissatisfied with their current results. They're noticing that they're facing the same kind of challenges over and over. They're actually wanting to create a business that will that, that's got some level of predictability in terms of the income it gives them, the time it gives them. You know, not necessarily someone that wants to have a business that runs without them because many traders want to be on the tool, but it can create you a business that allows you to do only the stuff you want to do, mm-hmm. only the fun parts, only the parts that you enjoy and has a thriving team around you that also love doing what their role is even though you don't enjoy that part. Do you have to like surfing to like the book? No. Nah. <laughs> nah, but that was board on the front. <laughs> yeah, that was just that was a hobby that I took up that challenged the hell out of me to force me to not do business because all I'd known for eighteen years was business every day, and I was like, I need something to fill my time that's going to challenge me that I can't control to distract me from doing business. And surfing was was one of a few things I took up, and. Who isn't the book for? I guess anyone that thinks they know everything that's not willing to change. Anyone that's like happy plodding along. Anyone that wants the and only wants the magic pill for the six pack abs overnight without having to make do anything at all or change anything. That book's Maybe not for me eatable. then. I want Maybe the pill. <laughs> yeah. Hey, what'd you say, Barry? Maybe they could try eating and digesting the book and, like, the essence of it might flow through their veins. <laughs> the and, essence of it. Let us, let us know if it works, if anyone's willing to try. <laughs> so get the book if you don't fall into any of those categories. Get the book if you're tired of doing the same old shit every day, of the struggles and of the pain, if you're smart enough to know that someone else has made 18 years of mistakes and uh, you want to leverage them, And even though you don't have any time at all because you're really super busy, you know that you can make the time. And even if it's 15 minutes a day, start yesterday. And there'll be a link around this video for you to click on. You can get your copy. Yeah. Thanks for hanging out with us, everyone. We'll see you again soon. See you, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.